You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Final segment here of the Blitz, final segment of the month of March, as it will be April when we next convene. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. We'll do a little times yours here in just a few minutes, but some random odds and ends to run by random. Arthur Motes here, right? In the uh, in the final segment of uh, of this show of today. Motesy, couple a uh, couple quick hitters here before we get to the tweets, if that's all right with you. Let's do it. All right. I saw an interesting uh, stat, all right? Most games played for the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2018. Number one on the list with 81 is Cam Hayward. Mm -hmm. Tied for number two and three on the list with 79, Cam Sutton and Terrell Edmonds. And then after after those two, uh, you get a lot of the, the, the Mega Fitzpatricks, the Zach Gentrys, you know, the, the, the guys who are, are four or so years here. In Pittsburgh, but a, a nice gap there between Cam Hayward one Sutton and Edmonds were right on his heels and then kind of everybody else. So this is me just hearkening um, to the, you know, the decade of NFL experience in you. One, does it does it matter to lose, you know, a pair of really tenured guys like that? And number two, you got any candidates in your mind who are kind of ready to, to step into some of those veteran leadership roles? I mean, it always matters when you lose that type of leadership. But I would say this. Um... Technically, you do have some other vets. Can't, you do. Is Chris Boswell? He don't matter no more. Chris do Boswell. Can't, well, I guess I'm leaving out the special teams. Matter. I'm sorry. Do kickers <laughs> not matter anymore? That's all I'm asking. Don't let Pat McAfee hear what you I just know, said there. I, I thought that they mattered just a little bit. Only situationally. Okay? So situationally, we do have some people. But I look at it also in this vein. You lose some of your longer tenure guys, but it opens up the doors for the newer guys to become the veterans. Your TJ Watts, your Minkas. Um, when you talk about guys like uh, Chooks Okorafor, he steps into leadership roles. When you talk about guys like that, a Deontay Johnson, he's been here now for going on. This would be his sixth year coming up, right? Mm-hmm. That's another guy. You got to become a leader. So you look to those type of guys to step up, but it's a natural process. Cam wasn't the leader when he got here. He had Brett Kieser. Think about it in that vein, right? That's no, true. 
a lot of these guys who have stepped into leadership roles, TJ Watt, he's going to be stepping into a bigger leadership role. He wasn't the leader when he got here. It was Debo. It was me. Like, that's how that room went. So when you just think about the different progressions with this, is it significant when you lose those type of guys with that type of leadership experience, that type of continuity? Yes. But I don't think it's always a negative. I think in this vein, we can be a little bit more optimistic about it because you can't grow if that ceiling is always yeah. on you, that cap is always there. Wes, you're never going to get pushed out your comfort zone if every time we did a show, you had a producer up here and they were working the soundboards for you. But when you had to start doing it on your own, it's like, man, hey. right, I got to really get nice at this thing. I'm going to have some bumps. Sure. I'm going to have some bad days. I'm going to have some moments where, yo, I feel like I'm spinning. But you get through it. And then you get, you know, to that point where you're, you know, your teeth have been cutting this thing and you're battle testing. Got it all under it. control. Absolutely. And then it goes full circle. Then you start leading and you're teaching dudes. You're, hey, I mean, when I was that guy. So that's how that thing goes in terms of the NFL. And that's the thing we always say is so fortunate about it. If you play long enough, if you can survive long enough at the NFL level, man, it does come full circle. And that's when you can really get that. It's just a almost like a it feels almost like a grandparent type vibe. Sure, like a sure. Father, like looking back, like seriously. But it's it's rare and it's really like difficult to accomplish that. But in this vein, the guys that we just brought up, man, they are gonna get those opportunities now too start to come in that role of being a nurturer while still being the big dog in that room for the next two to three years before they start to get pushed right right another way you know right yeah that's kind of it's it's the it's the it's the ecosystem of the nfl right Mm -hmm. um and and you're right There, there are some nice um deontay johnson and tj watt and chris boswell you know guys who haven't been around as long but are kind of in that next wave who who know the Steeler way and have had that had that passed down to them and obviously cam still kind of being at the forefront of all of that i, I think that's well said by you that was just like i said saw saw that those numbers that hey you know the guys sutton and edmonds that are kind of right there with cam as your most tenured Steelers are no longer and uh it is it's it's uh, maybe a even bigger in this kind of we all know the last year has really been a a turning the page uh time frame for the Steelers from Kevin Colbert and Ben Roethlisberger uh now to to some additional guys on the roster as well too uh, obviously we'll be we'll be looking forward to who's going to uh who's going to step into those voids and and who's next in this uh this NFL ecosystem a couple more quick hitters here for you Arthur Motes let's do it from the annual meetings as well too uh Players in the National Football League can now wear the number zero. Your thoughts? Man, this is weird. It's weird because I'm from a different generation. <laughs> when I was growing up, you never went to wear the number zero. Yeah, that was, that was a like a, that was a, that was a bad number. That was a loser I'm like, number. I'm like, bro, don't you ever give me the number zero. I am anything but the number anything zero. Anything but zero. Right? I can't wear the number zero. That is stank. It's terrible. Terrible. You do not want to be associated with being a zero. <laughs> but this is a different generation. They are very excited about the number zero. More power they love it. Right. They More love power it. to them, man. Um, like I said, I don't have an issue with it. It's just, it's different for me. I grew up, like I said, we never wanted to wear that. No. So There weren't Russell just, Westbrooks and yeah, Gilbert Arenas's. Yeah. They, like Gilbert Arenas was the first guy. He was the first really one. Acknowledged the word zero. Like, all right, he's cool. Good. Agent Zero, yeah. he's cool. Yeah. Right. But outside of him, it was like, no, you don't wear zero. Like, you were no. double zero. Like, right? Yeah, like, like zero and double zero. Like, what are put we him doing? At the end of the bench. Like, no. 
so that has shifted a little bit, man. So I think it's cool though, man, because like you said, man, with life, you have to evolve. If you don't evolve, you die. It is that simple, man. And we are a sport that is based on consumers and the evolution of their interests. They like the number zero. They like being able to do some of the stuff that you see at the high school and the collegiate level. Yeah. Being able to be done at the professional level. So in this vein, man, for them to be able to introduce the number zero and for it to be allowed to be worn now, I do think it's going to help out in terms of just continuing to tap into some of that younger demographic. I think for some of the younger players coming out of college who have worn zero, I think it's going to be cool for them to just continue on because as a person who was attached to my number, my initial number, it does mean a lot. Sure, sure. Say like, man, I've had this number since high school and now I'm putting on my professional jersey with my same number. Yeah, it, it, it means a heck of a lot, man. It's so pretty cool. I think that that part is also going to be, you know, a cool dynamic for the players. But yeah, like I said, just like I said, for me, it was just different because of the number. It was just, whoa. Like, yeah, it was never cool yeah, for us growing cool. up. Yeah, it was it's like, a, it's a newer, zero, bro. it's a newer generation thing. It certainly is. But yeah. there's, I mean, you look across college football, there's a ton of wide receivers oh, who wear, num- who wear oh, number zero now. I even think in the sense that it's been times where, the number would matter if you were a cornerback in the number 40. You're like, ew, he's ew. terrible. I'm throwing ew. at him every play. Now you got guys like Marlon Humphrey, and he's like, no, this is my number. Like, you see what I'm on over here with this 40 stuff on, like, it's different. It's different. <laughs> it's different. It's different. It's hey, different. To, each, to each their own, right? To each oh, their yeah. own. But that's the, beauty of, that's the beauty of life, man. We're like yeah. snowflakes. No two are alike. Listen, when you when you were growing up in our in our age group, you either wore a number in the fifties or you yeah. wore a number in the eighties, or you were yeah. dusty. You were just yeah. dusty. <laughs> but the times they are a changing. All right, last quick hitter for you, Mozi, before we get to the tweets. Uh, I, I I mentioned this a little bit in the first segment, but did did you have any interest in making roughing the passer reviewable? Uh, no, I think that it's already uh. It's already hyper-sensitive or hyper-watched, hyper-analyzed. I don't think we needed to add another thing to the equation to make it even more controversial, to make it more... Bigger part of the story, yeah. Because it's like, man, do roughing the passer penalties, whether they are right or wrong, impact the game? Sure. But you move on. If it's a replayable thing, now we have to stop the game. Now it's drugged out even longer. Then from there, we know as soon as the game is over, what do we remember most? The long replays. <laughs> those are the type of plays that we remember. And we also know those are the type of plays specifically that would get remembered and replayed and reviewed in the final two minutes of the game. We all know this as well. And I just don't think it's necessary. I don't want to see another scenario where, all right, this quarterback, everybody loves him. Oh, he got hit kind of hard right here. Oh, it was incompletion. Game should be over. Well, let's review it. Like, what? It's it's anticlimactic. Stop. Like, I do not want to see that personally. So I'm with you. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. Listen, I want less two things to this. One, I want less reviews in sports than more. I want less things reviewable than more. Yeah. I, I realize we live in an age where we have 57 HD 4K cameras, and we should use that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I want replay in sports, but I want less of it, not more. 
Um, that's the first thing. I just I, I don't think it's great for flows of games. I don't think it's great for entertainment. It's it's just doesn't help the product. And the second thing is Mozi. We saw this in the year trial with the reviewing of pass interference. You know, in the wake of the New Orleans Saints just throwing a fit for an entire mm-hmm. offseason because of what happened in that 2017. NFC championship game against the Rams. Um, I I think there were like two or three calls that were changed that entire season. You're you're appealing to the person who made the decision. You know what I mean? So, so if the ref, if the ref who didn't throw the flag has to go under the, under the hood and look at it again, I mean, it's got to be egregiously wrong for them to overturn it. That guy to admit that he to admit, I just made a mistake publicly. In one of the most critical moments where he knows that every player out there is going to have an opinion and the fans are going to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Happening. Like it's, you said, it's, it, it has to be God awful. God awful. Like yeah. it's, it's the same. I'm sure you've probably heard this. Have you, have you heard of a, a VAR in, in European soccer now? That's what they mm-hmm. call it. Okay. Video assisted review. They call it, okay. they call it VAR. And it's, it's like the same thing. It's a lot of people want to scrap it just because you're appealing to so if the referee doesn't think it's a handball, he's running over to the monitor and he's like, okay, I mean, I still don't think I it's think a handball. I'm it go, I'm going with what I call yeah. on the on the hey, field. Hey, hey. And, and I'm the expert because I'm the referee. Right. So what I say anyway. Exactly. Exactly. And they have that. That's why in the legal system, right, Motsi, if you appeal something, it goes to a different judge in a different court. You're not you're not appealing to the same judge and jury who just made the decision. It it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And like I said, I want less replay in sports, not more. I think we're both on the same page on that one. All right, Motsi, time for a little time's yours to get us out of here. If that's all right with you. Only if the time is yours. The time is. Well, the time is ours as long as Andy Reid says it is. Matt tweets us and says, how we doing, gentlemen? How we feeling? Feeling pretty peachy, good. Peachy. I like that. Yeah. That's a good one. A peachy is right. a, a good one. Uh, Matt goes, it feels like I still hear people trying to bring up Deontay Johnson trade talks. They love to bring up how he didn't score any touchdowns this season. I think perspective is key here. Quarterback and wide receiver cohesion takes time. It's kind of like putting together uh, a great point guard with a big man on a new team. There's going to be rough patches until both are on the same page. I look forward to a promising future between Deontay Johnson and Pickett, but just wanted to know if you guys uh, had any thoughts or anything in that conversation. I mean, this is something, Motsi, that we discussed a a little bit earlier in the offseason, but I just, right now, I don't, you have two wide receivers coming back that had any work with Kenny Pickett last year. I mean, Calvin Austin is a is an unknown. Um, Chase Claypool is no longer here. I, I just, to me, I'm 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 not tra- like I I'm looking to add a wide receiver before I'm looking to move on from one. If anything, it just that that's just where I'm at right now. I, I want Deontay and I want Pickens back again. Kind of like Matt said, you need that chemistry, you need that camaraderie with your quarterback. And listen, I'm not saying I Deontay Johnson's going to be here for the next five years, but I I certainly want him here and think he needs to be here in 2023. Deontay makes the Steelers a better football team in 2023. Yes. It's yes. that simple. You're not winning a Super Bowl with Deontay Johnson not on your roster in 2023 if you're the Steelers right now to my uh, to my knowledge. You know? Yes. Unless they go on here and drastically shift their thought process and become super aggressive and bring in all these other players to replace what Deontay brings this offseason. I don't see how they win a Super Bowl 
realistically in 2023 without him on your roster. Yeah. I don't. You do not have a receiver that is doing what he does. We can love George Pickens as much as we want to. They are very, very, very different in terms of how they generate their productivity mm-hmm. and ultimately how that impacts Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Night and day. You need them both, though. And Kenny needs them both. That's the reality of it as well. I don't think it makes sense in any way, shape, or form to move Deontay right now. You can make whatever case we want about George Pickens getting ready to take off and all of that. And yes, we can be as optimistic as we want. Sure. And we can even try to ignore all of the reality of what about a sophomore slump? What about an injury? What about just, you know, dudes adjusting to him? Did his game evolve? Is he more than just a vertical and stop route guy? Is he running the full route tree just yet? Regardless of all that type of stuff. Just think about the separation that Deontay generates and how easier of a throw it is, how yep. just less possibilities of it being a turnover. That's one of the things that helped this offense out down the stretch and more importantly helped Kenny out down the stretch. One of the reasons why we talked about how Deontay, it didn't matter who's been at quarterback from Ben to Duck to Mason to Mitch to Kenny, how Deontay continues to be the leading target getter because of the amount of separation he (laughs) generates it makes it easy Mm -hmm. and you don't want second year quarterbacks who haven't even had 17 total games played to have to be introduced to non easy you want to keep easy you want to keep that one there for him to just allow him to grow now hey after this season if we feel like kenny has taken off and george has actually grown into what we think he can be yeah maybe you get something out of calvin austin right yeah yeah different conversation yeah sure you move on then but right now it's extremely premature calvin austin anthony miller haven't played a snap of football in the nfl in the past two seasons that's who we're gonna bank on with george pickens (laughs) it just to me i don't think that makes a lot of sense all right let's trade deontay man then let's go sign odell that still doesn't make any sense to me, man, because when we're talking about Deontay Johnson, you're not finding that caliber player on the open market. And to find that caliber player in a trade, you're going to have to give up some draft capital or draft capital. So the thought process that I'm going to trade and get picks and I'm going to just pick this up, it isn't that simple. And don't try to sell me on Jordan Addison or Jack Smith and Jig. We're going to (laughs) come in here and do exactly what Deontay does, bare minimal. Because we all know that that's not a guarantee. And that's been proven no, it is countless not. times each and every year. <laughs> you are absolutely right. I think it's perfectly said by you. Like so many times in these conversations, we like to act like we're playing Madden. Right. Like, oh, I can trade Deontay. I can trade Deontay for a first round pick. Then I can sign Odell Beckham. Then I can use that first round pick on Jordan Addison and everything's going to be great. And Jordan's going to come in here and catch every pass and do everything right and stay healthy and all this other stuff. Same with Odell, right? He's going to be a perfect fit. Calvin yep. Austin was supposed to do the same thing last year. He got hurt two weeks in the training camp. Never saw him all season. Anthony Miller was supposed to be the next thing. Got hurt two weeks in the training camp. Never saw him all season. Shoot. Chase Claypool was supposed to be the next Megatron. He's not even on the Mapletron, remember? Come on, man. So it's just like we do this so many times where we want to crown it prematurely. Yep. We yep. make very, very brash decisions prematurely. Let's trade these talented proven players away for the hope that this guy is actually going to do something 
I just don't think that that's the best way to go about it personally. Completely agree. You and I are both on that same page. We'll take the proven commodity over the unknown almost every single time. I, I just, yes. <laughs> in these exercises, it's just too easy to do the mad. I mean, Motsi, I saw people debating on Twitter yesterday, mm-hmm. considering their contracts and everything. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or would you rather draft Hendon Hooker? And I'm like, mm-hmm. are we for real? What, because Hendon Hooker is going to be cheaper than Lamar Jackson? What's that mean to me? I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the guy who's 46 and I'll take the guy who's 46 and 16 as an NFL quarterback, who, by the way, is only one year older than Hendon Hooker and mm-hmm. isn't coming off of major ACL surgery. I know everyone likes to bring up Lamar's injury history. Hendon Hooker just mm-hmm. had ACL surgery. I'm like, what are we doing here? This is not Madden. Like, oh, yeah, no, I just get no, Hendon no, Hooker no, and he's cheaper. Wes, and Wes, it's not even that they're trying to be Madden. It's like they're so hell-bent on not trying to pay a person or trying to uh, take away from a person that they don't realize they shoot their own selves in the foot with their arguments. It's like, you can't holler about this, but then say that. You can't talk about this, but then turn around and want to pay that. Lamar is that unicorn where he does essentially, you know, in fact, multiple things like that, but yeah, 46 and 16 though. is a starter. And we're it talking about, we're talking about, do you want a 25 year old who's never played a snap in the NFL? Who's yeah. coming off of ACL surgery because he's and cheaper. I would, I'd rather be cheaper than, than pay for Lamar. Okay. All right. And then you complain well, about losing and not having Super Bowls anyway. Right. Next time you want to go to a fancy <laughs> dinner, you just go yeah. to the, the freezer section and, and, and yeah. buy a Salisbury steak. Cause it's cheaper than going than getting the filet or the ribeye, you know? Yeah. I'd rather be cheaper. Yeah. Oh, all right, Motsi, before we get out of here, as we wrap this up, a little fun for you, okay? Yeah, no Salisbury steak, though. I'm no Salisbury fine. steak. Speaking I, of I've which, done, though. I've done my time. I've, got, <laughs> I've, done, my, I've done my time of uh, ramen noodles and Easy Mac yeah. and a uh, lot, uh, lot of dollar menu from McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll go with the quality uh, that I know that might cost a little bit more. Motsi, as always, a little bit of fun, some, some quick hitters here. Three question Thursday for you. All right. Off season edition. And you know what? It's funny. This is literally the first one I had in my notes here for you. Is there a restaurant that you refuse to eat at? And if so, why? Mm. That I would refuse to eat at. I don't want to say I would refuse. I just don't prefer it lately. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's going to crawl, man. When I grew up, I used to eat a golden crawl all the day on time, man. Big buffet got us all we ever did, right? I told you, even the night I got drafted. Where do we celebrate it? Golden Corral, okay? Hey. I was a golden crawl guy. I don't know, though, man. Like, It's just turned on you? Yeah, I became this, like, weird old germaphobe where I'm just, like, the buffet. I see people coughing and, like, everybody oh, yeah. doesn't wash their hands. Yep. And I'm just, it's yep. just certain things that I can't unsee. And now, anytime I see a buffet, that's all I think of. I'm just like, mm, I know someone sneezed on this. Something. Someone or touched if, this and then put it back. I've seen it, yeah. And and then, obviously, did some of the cruises. Some of the stiller cruises. It, you 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 know the cruise. You see people mm-hmm. in the buffet. And you're just mm-hmm. like, bro, what are you doing? That's not like that's not buffet etiquette, man. Nah, you gotta have the etiquette. So it has really turned me off on buffets so i see, it. I, see I feel it. bad about it because it comes off as like yo you're too good to go to go to crowd you're too good to be it's like it's not that i promise 
it's just the buffet vibe in general. It ain't me no more, man. Like I, I you, what, what, I've crossed over. You know, my, you my crossed eyes over. Been, my, my eyes were closed for a long time, and then they, they, they finally was like, "Hey, do you realize this thing?" And now I can't unsee it. So, yeah. I used to go when I was living in Youngstown. You know, working for the hockey team, living by mm-hmm. myself. I used to go to this Chinese buffet right by my house like once a week. It was amazing. It was like $9, right? And you could just, I mean, they had sushi. They had everything you imagine. And it was all ruined for me one time. I saw this sweet little old lady. Oh, gosh. She took her fork up to the buffet with her. Oh, gosh. And was dumping noodles on her plate with her her fork that she was using at her table. Oh no. And I said, I said, listen, I got no problem with the buffet. I said, but other people don't know how to use the buffet. It's, it's not me. It's you. It's not me. It's you. It's definitely not me. Cause I love variety. I love the buffet, but I can't deal with how people treat the buffet. Like it's their personal place. Correct. Because that is not the case, man. You are sharing with everyone. And particularly in this co- post-covid world yeah, we're living bro, in see. Like, I, just, I can't man like when i see the coffin or how people are coughing the hand they want to grab and then i'm just like oh, my, my, so uh, my my answer for you is subway um ooh, used to love subway used price. used to go all the time i just now to me there's so many better options in the same i'll go to jersey mike's i'll go to jimmy mm-hmm. john's i'll go to the bellas i just Subway's quality, right. Subway's quality yeah. to me has has really taken a nosedive over the last 10, 15 years where there's a lot of other good options now. I mean, I just went to Jersey Mike's earlier this week. I love me some Jersey Mike's. I'll go to Jimmy John's. I'll go to DeBella's. I'll go to Capriotti's. Mm. I'm just, I'm, I'm not about that Subway life anymore. I can't do it. Can't do it. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I could dig it, man. I I don't have a strong stance on sandwiches, on sandwiches like that, man. Like, they're cool to me, but I don't know. I've just never been... You know I'm a deli guy. I, yeah. I love the cold cut sandwich. Yeah, like like my. I'm gonna go like, make a turkey of, sandwich when we're done when recording. I think of sandwiches, man. I think of like PB and J's bologna. Yeah, like that's what I grew up with. So yeah, yeah, I'm like I'm good on sandwiches. Like I don't need to go make me a sandwich. That's not a good thing for me. No. <laughs> I love cold cuts. Me, man. I love cold cuts. <laughs> uh, we're eating cold cuts with them. Like oh lord, man, the uh, lights still uh, gonna be on tonight, mama. <laughs> What are we doing, Dad? Like, like. Not bologna again. I'm telling you, man. Like I'm <laughs> about, I don't want to eat bologna ever again. I'm ever sorry. again. Ever I'm again. I'm tired of the PB&J. I can't do it right now. I was <laughs> raised on bread and bologna. Mozi three. My, <laughs> hey, I'll never forget. Freshman, and it's a true story. Freshman year summer. JMU. That's how I survived all summer long, man. Great value. Sandwich cut style bread. The big pack. Yep. And bologna. And I, and I had the the 50 cent, the, or it was a dollar for the 50 pack of ices. That was technically my drinks. Okay. Yeah, man. That, was, that was my summer before NIL deal, before, before. any of this other stuff was going on. That's how your boy was surviving. So when you hear oh, me talk sandwiches, God bless you, Mozi. and I tell you, like, I'm cool on sandwiches, sandwiches were always the vacation food when we traveled as, as a family growing up we, yep. we weren't stopping anywhere we was making sandwiches mm-hmm. i get the cottage and that's all i was eating in the summer you good on a sandwich breakfast lunch dinner Mozi good on a sandwich icy breath so i am all the way good all the way good man <laughs> three, three question thursday question number two Mozi. what's one thing that you didn't learn at school that you wish you would have been taught 
Oh man, taxes. Absolutely, man. That's so fun. That's the same answer for me. Bro, what? Man, when I first got to the, the NFL, I was like, yo, they took how much? Actually, I'll spend the block before the NFL. Wendy's, my junior year of high school. I'm putting in 40 hours a week working straight night shift closing. Yep. And I'm thinking I'm about to get me a check with a comma. It technically did have a comma. But that was pre- Uncle Sam, pre pre this like FICA thing, and it was like a couple of other these like initials, and I was like, I don't know any of these things. I just know that they have a lot of my money being taken out, and now my check is very small in contrast or in comparison to what I anticipated it being. Yeah, I wish I knew more about the taxes, how to work them, how to file them myself, and do it. Well, obviously because of you know with the NFL stuff, it was a little bit more sure. complex. But it was just like, man, I just think of it's so important, but it's like so mystical. And nobody knows the code. Nope, but they'll come after you if you don't get it right. The IRS will come after you with all these different initials. And you're like, bro, I don't know what that means. Uh, Here, just take the money. Here, take X. It was an overpayment. Take take two overpayments. All right, I'm sorry. Do you want me to change back? Oh, I don't get changed back. But if I'm short a payment, oh, you come take me now. You come rest with me short. Yeah, it's, yeah, taxes. Yeah, mm. yeah. Taxes, taxes is for sure the the one for me too. But I'll go with a different one for you as well too. Like I wish there was more like home ec, wood shop Ooh. style stuff. Like okay, how to? I mean, how to replace a faucet at your house, right? Like how yeah. to troubleshoot a toilet if your toilet isn't yeah. working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the kind of around the stuff house. Yeah. Like when you when you're no longer like renting or leasing or whatever. When you yeah. become a homeowner, just Owner. some of the basic, yeah. some of the basic stuff, right? I mean, how do I how do I hook up water to my laundry machine? You know what I mean? Just like how do I turn off the water for the outside so my pipes don't burst when it gets freezing? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That kind of yeah. that kind of stuff. I wish I wish there was some. I wish there was some more of that. Like some home ec, wood shop, whatever you want to call it. Basic, yeah. basic Home household maintenance dummies. stuff. Yeah. 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 Homeowners for dummies. Homeowners for dummies, man. <laughs> All right, Motsi. Last one for you. Three question Thursday, number three. This Let's has been it. fun. I like bringing this back. Uh, tell me about a foreign country that you know very little about, but that you'd be interested in to, to learn more. Dude, where do I start? Oh, my God. Germany, France, uh, Saudi Arabia, like any of those right there man <laughs> i am so intrigued by them because they're so different russia another one like just so intrigued so it's like certain things that are very enticing i understand all of them have their controversy but i don't even get into that sure I'm sure about like just from a historical standpoint from a how massive they are in terms of the resources and the 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 products that they have like it's just different and even the climate like the climate yeah the food i mean yeah but it's like i don't know anything about them but you know i give you like a handful of things oh i know this about german sure 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 but it's like almost superficial surface level like i would love to just like immerse myself in the culture for like go for a couple months yeah Yeah. (laughs) in like a controlled setting where it's safe and everything yes yes of course like of course yeah obviously we can't control it and get it like that per se right now but something along those lines yeah I like that. I like that. I've got two for you. My my answers are uh, Portugal and Netherlands. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like like I've been fortunate. I've been to Spain and I've been to Italy. Okay. Yeah. 
And I feel like I know more about France and Germany and England and, you know, Scotland and Ireland. Portugal, I can't tell you jack about Portugal. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo's from there. That's about all that I got. I was about to say, just because you know the soccer element, do you (laughs) really know That's like me saying, yeah, I know Green Bay. Why? Because I know the Packers. Man, I don't know Green Bay. (laughs) Like, I feel like we hear so much about France and Germany and something. I never hear anything about Portugal. I don't. I mean, you hear some stuff about the Netherlands, right? But right, I think right. that that's changed over the years as well, too. Like, man, I know a couple of teams and a couple of names. I you know what? Long. You know another. You know another one too. Croatia. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like every time I see a picture or something from a city in Croatia, it just you, looks you know gorgeous. I, I feel like I'm in Disney's Epcot and I'm just walking around right yep. now. Just oh yeah, it's that's what we need. That's this, what we need to do. That's this, what we this, need this, to this do. Place over here, yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to go to Japan? Here you go. <laughs> hey Mulan. <laughs> I just ordered sushi from Japan. Come on, yeah. let's go. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, that's what we're gonna do next off season. Moats and I are just gonna hit the road for two months and bounce around Europe and do all of our do all of our shows on the road, and we'll I mean, tell you all about the culture and everything. It's no different than what we're doing right now. We'll just write it off as a business expense. Business expense. That's right. That's right. Our fearless well, leader Reagan's got it for hey, us. Hey, yep. hey go ahead. We, we invoice it. Card. Just invoice yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> give us a business card. D- give us the business card because we don't want to invoice. We don't want to wait for y'all to reimburse our money. No, that's no, no. Right. We're gonna spend y'all money. That's uh, right. That's right. We ain't gonna play no games with y'all. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, Motsi, that'll do it for us today. I hope everybody enjoyed a little little curveball there at the end. But thanks, uh, thanks for tapping in and tuning in as always. Hey, uh, for those of you, ball. that's the power grid, baby. That's the power grid, baby. Yeah. Gotta yeah. love it. Gotta love it. Uh, enjoy, you know, opening day and all that. If you are into curveballs and fastballs and things of that, now let's go, Bucks. All right, Motsi, we joke a lot about about baseball, but we would love to see the Pirates be relevant hey, once again. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said it was opening day. I was lost. Like, what happened? Curveballs, curveballs, baseballs, fastballs, spitballs. <laughs> Thanks to our buddy Brian Backo of the Post Gazette for joining us. And as always, a big shout out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan. Moats the third. Who me? That'll do it for us this week. Everybody enjoy your weekend. And when we talk to you next, it'll be April. It'll be NFL draft month. So plenty of exciting things on the horizon. Enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you guys next week. As always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At ST Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.